We hope you've had a blessed week. Yeah, it's not been ideal with the lockdown and everything here in Cardiff, but we really hope you stayed out here pro-vibing. We really do hope that. Before we get started, um, what's our worship songs of the week? You go first, bro. Uh, for me, I have to plug Lecrae's new album. He's like a really, really source like Christian rapper, and he's just come out with... A new album with people like John Legends in it and Kirk Franklin. Yes, Kirk, oh, Kirk Franklin's another shout out. Aww. But it's such a good album, so go check him out. How about you, bro? For me, I've got to plug up the um, Sunday Service Choir. So I don't know if you listen to Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. That's also good, double plug. But um, in that album, featured a couple of times, is a Sunday Service Choir. And up by themselves, they are incredible. Go on Spotify or even better on YouTube, watch their live performances because yeah. yeah. chills, my boy. Chills. Chills. And by the time this goes out, the new Maverick City album will be out. I've just remembered. <gasps> oh. Which is yes. mental. So, yeah, we. You have your homework set out for you. Go and listen. You literally do. Um, but, yeah, what are we doing this week, bro? So, this week we wanted to talk about the myths that we feel surround church in today's culture. Yeah, we're not here to preach or teach, you know, as we said, but we are here, I think, to open up the floor for some discussion about the misconceptions about the church. And what we mean by that is, like, we want to be vulnerable with you guys to share, like, some real experiences that our families have been through and also just talk about what we believe the church maybe should look like and, you know, going to Vineyard Church and things, I think we've really seen... um, the benefits of what church is supposed to look like. Um, not saying that that's the only way to do it, we're just gonna highlight some positives in that. Exactly, yeah, so just gonna maybe, you know, talk about some Bible verses and talk about maybe conceptions that some people might have about the church. And I think also between us both, we've actually been to quite a few different churches over the years. Yeah. Um, so we've got lots of different types of churches from different denominations, different cultural backgrounds that do different things really well. So we're going to do our best from our own experiences to yeah to talk about that a bit, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. Um, and the other day, you know, before coming up with ideas for some episodes, um, I was having a conversation with one of my housemates, and we were having, you know, classic deep chats about faith and everything. Um, and we came across a quote from Gandhi, and basically he said this, he said, I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians. That's your a Christians word, are that's so, a fact. Yeah, yeah, well, sadly, but he also said your Christians are so unlike your Christ. So, you know, very strong, kind of hard-hitting quote from Gandhi himself, but I think that really caused me to think about, you know, maybe how Christians are seen in society. Um, and Zach, do you want to just talk about maybe like what some of our friends or what people we've met think about church today? Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, so for starters, I know a lot of people can view church and sadly some churches can be quite judgmental. Um, 
obviously like as a church we like aim to live like Jesus Christ and but because of that some people seem to um yeah just sadly just end up judging people whether they're realizing it or not yeah which actually like if you're actually going to go and look in the bible properly like we are explicitly like told judgment's not we're not here to judge people like no. uh, that is not our job so um churches can also be a bit legalistic like following the rules it can seem like rather than a living exciting relationship with jesus it can yeah. end up being like um following a set of rules and you might go to heaven sort of thing um i've definitely been in some churches before and i'm sure some people can relate but church can be seen as boring mm. um which if i'm being completely blunt and honest the good news of jesus is not boring so church should not be boring word i think churches are missing the point if they're boring yeah, yeah. um and in that can be kind of old-fashioned and traditional and uh, it's very easy to get caught in that. I'm not saying tradition is bad, but that can be how some people view church. Yeah. Um, we can view it as favoritism and um, whether that certain people, groups or kind of characteristics can end up showing favoritism, which again, isn't actually the heart behind Christianity. So when churches end up like that, they've kind of been missing the point slightly and slightly not quite what, you know, the Bible actually teaches us to do. Um, and it can be intimidating to some people um, even as a Christian myself I remember first time going to some churches and being like well no one came and spoke to me yeah. everyone seems to know everyone there already like have their own friends and stuff and it seems a bit intimidating and I can first of all I can relate to all of those second of all um, my advice would just be like that is not good don't write off a church and yeah because um, there's so much goodness that we're going to talk about so now, if I pass the ball over to you, um, what should a church be like? Yeah, thank you. Um, basically, before I just go into that, I think the point of highlighting these things, I think, is obviously we are not sitting here pointing fingers at churches. We're not out here to just, you know, literally expose other churches. But the fact and the reason why we're doing this is, as we said earlier, to open up the, this discussion because I feel like some Christians will be scared to talk about the weaknesses in church because, you know, maybe there's like a pressure from society to be amazing and stuff. So when they do make a mistake, rather than owning up to it and, you know, maybe some forgiveness and stuff like that in being involved, people just hide it and don't talk about it and hush it up, you know. So we are not here, you know, judging other people or pointing things at churches. We're here to just talk about the reason why lots of people, you know, lots of our friends do perceive church to be like this. And yeah, back to the question. So what we think church should be like, firstly, I think like, it's a big topic and it's cliche and it's cringy to some, but it's a loving community. And it's such a core central part of Zach and I's faith. So in Christianity, like the whole point of our faith is a relationship with Jesus who died on the cross for everyone's sin and he gave us a chance to just absolutely revamp our entire lives in order um, to have reconciliation with God so that's what we believe in and I think in the Bible it says a lot about you know the love that we receive from God we should show to other people so I think to you know to counter that thought of church being judgmental we think church should be the most loving safe environment you know that anyone could think of um, and with that comes acceptance with that comes no favoritism 
it especially talks about that in the book of James. It's one of the books in the New Testament that talks about how um, God doesn't show favoritism and all these kind of things. And as Christians, we said in the previous week about, um, Susanna said that we as Christians follow uh, Jesus's footsteps and do what he did basically. Um, and in Vineyard, we use this phrase, um, come as you are, um, you know, regardless of where you think you are or what you think about yourself. So I guess with that comes this um, idea of self-worth, but church is just, church should be a place that opens their arms to anyone and where you are accepted no matter how you feel like there's yeah. no like oh but they're a good christian they've got their life together it's just like no jesus don't care about that like yeah, do you know what so I mean? come as you are regardless and the aim of christians should be uh, looking to love people really well yeah as yeah. they are no strings attached no none of that so yeah exactly um and just going on to like this you know classic image of church being boring slow you know filled with kind of elderly people you know singing hymns with an organ so you know this picture of church that i think a few people still have to this day i think as zach said earlier the gospel is the most exciting thing that we think um, exists in this moment in time and i just think church is where that community thrives and grows and if it's a place where it almost seems stiff then I don't know maybe it's maybe that's right for some people I don't know but for us I think church is seen as a place of expressing yourself of worshiping God all together like we see it as like a really warm place full of really good music like good food good times like just sharing community and full of kind of down-to-earth people because I think as Christians we shouldn't turn away from society but embrace it more because by embracing it more we firstly understand and empathize with people uh we understand them and then from then on we can invite you know jesus to work in their lives because if we just turn away from society you know and disagree with everything that's going on then there's no chance of us showing people what jesus is actually like um and yeah so it talks a lot about in the bible of church being a community being generous and being kind of ahead of the times which I believe it was at the time Jesus was ahead of the times back then um, you know stuff like talking to women firstly was seen as not good back in, that, in those yeah, days in the context that was crazy that was like revolutionary if you if you study the context behind it it's mad exactly and even talking to I think most of you might have heard of the story of a Samaritan woman. The Samaritans were seen as a group of outsiders um, from the Jews, and Jesus went up to her and talked to her. Like, not just outsiders, like, full-on hatred racism. Yeah, like, we're talking, uh, like, yeah. like just w- would not even... Obviously, any racism doesn't stand up today in our culture or ever, but, like, ridiculously hostile racism we're talking. Yeah, no, exactly, and... The fact that Jesus even went up to her and talked to her was seen as a huge scandal at the time. I was like, well, what are you doing? But then that's the kind of person we want to be. So the people literally on the outskirts of society, people who are seen as um, different in society, those are the people we believe we should be loving outrageously and things like this. So I just really quickly want to read to you um, a passage from Acts. Acts is basically a book just after the four Gospels about the early church, so just after... Jesus basically rose back into heaven but it goes like this it goes 
all the believers were together and had everything in common. So by that, we obviously don't mean race or anything like this, but the common love for Jesus and the common sense that we had all been saved by this one saviour. And it says, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So it's kind of a rough idea of like, the environment they would have been so no one lacked anything um everyone was sharing everything and, and with that comes love which we mentioned at the start um and finally just to wrap this up i think church is definitely not the building church is the people and wherever two or three people go we believe that the holy spirit is with them so that's another passage from the bible so that's what we believe about church um, but Zach, I just wanted to ask you, why do we hear about negative church experiences? Yeah, that's a really good question and a really tough question. And yeah. there's, there's no simple one answer, but, um, and I don't know the answer for sure. Again, I'm just going to reiterate, like, we're not, we're not the experts. We're just chatting about it. We're just trying to yeah. cut, like, we, as an open conversation, we want to talk about things that sometimes people don't talk about and give people a space where it's good to discuss these things, not as curious but just going for it exactly and we are not perfect at all of these you know like definitely living like jesus is extremely hard like we're all human so that's Mm. again not a place that we're coming from we're coming from a place of discussion and being vulnerable and honest with you guys so yeah but what are your thoughts on it so when you talked about the church not being the building but the people yeah um negative church experiences are never a problem with the building. They're always, they're, you know what I mean? They're people problems often, or yeah. people generate problems. So course, yeah. um, I think in all honesty, it comes, the root of that is uh, people falling short of actually what was Jesus' example set to us. And yeah. so as Christians, we're a common phrase used is ambassadors of Jesus. We're representatives yes. of Jesus. But if a Christian is not representing Jesus well, to other people then that can that can bring about a bad church experience and sadly you see that happening more often than we'd like anyone would like to say but it does you're right humans are human and everyone makes mistakes um so sadly you do just see people not quite representing what we believe in in the best way yeah they all everyone every christian you meet will mean well they will mean to um but sadly sometimes you just see people falling short of that yeah, um, how about you, Zach? Have you had any experiences like that in the past? Yeah, I can explain um, a story from like my family, but with, with a kind of a tough start, and, but it ends up with a really happy ending, actually. So mm. uh, when I was about six, um, my parents moved to Bath to help out some good friends of theirs who had started up a church there in Bath. Um, and that's literally the reason I moved to Bath, and that's basically why I ended up growing up in Bath. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, this family had kids the same age to me and my brother, so we grew up being like best family friends um, and had a great time, like great, great family, great time. Um, when I was about 11, um, my parents actually left the church because they came really uncomfortable with what was going on amongst the leadership. So quite high up in the church, we were again seeing this kind of not quite being representative to like of Jesus' standard and not quite loving people well like yeah, um, like we aim to um, so there's yeah a lot going on and my parents kind of had a meeting 
with the leaders and because of that we're kind of able to lead leave out the front door rather yeah. than out the back um there was a lot going on with that church and um i don't say this to shame that church at all like i'm sure they're a great church and stuff um yeah, this was just an experience of my family and so because of that we left um and during the t- during the time quite a few of our family friends also left the church for similar reasons um yeah a lot going on there um and never really saw that family again. Yeah. No idea why. Genuinely, like, went from you know being some of our closest family friends to just never seeing them again. That was quite, it was actually quite sad. And my parents had to kind of grieve and get over that because it was it was really was quite a blow to our family. And I would have seen their family too. Um, and so my par- parents then moved to a church in Bristol, um, which was led by some wonderful South African pastors. Um, such an amazing like multicultural church and the worship was crazy good like they that that church was just like so much fun and had so much energy and god was so at work in that church and it was a really good experience but after a year or two my family again uh, left just on, on really good terms but just because they wanted to serve a church that was kind of like our community that we live with yeah um, and this was you know traveling 30 40 minutes to bristol to go to church every week which yeah that was great wasn't quite for us so we joined um new church called living hope shout out to my living hope friends because um and here it's a very unique church it was very um the most relaxed family feel but loving people church i've ever been to so it's quite small um and it genuinely just the most amazing like my, some of my best family friends some of my best friends are from that church like that, that was where like that was the best church experience to grow up in and I just feel so comfortable every time I go back there that was a really good example of um, loving people well like come as you are anyone could come in and just expect the most warm welcome um, yeah really great and I'm still so close with so many people from that church even though I'm now in Cardiff obviously um, so then after school, took a year out before coming to university, Gap Yard, mm-hmm. uh, where I worked for six months as I was a learning support assistant in a school, um, which was really cool. And then I went traveling um, and I went to Australia um, and I stayed with my cousins for a couple months there. And during that time, I got to experience the, uh, the massive Hillsong Church, like the original one. I'm so jealous, honestly. Right. And for those of you who don't know... Hillsong Church you've probably heard of it I wouldn't even be surprised yeah. because it's that big everyone's heard of Oceans by Hillsong <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's a fact um, Hillsong is church every week in a stadium like it's like the definition of a mega church it yeah. is just ridiculously the scale of it the um, I mean they do incredibly well if you're looking like financially or statistically about a church yeah. but like it really is just a great church um Worship music, next level. The teaching there is like next level. Um, and at the same time, so um, I found out that, so my old friend from the first church that we left, he was my age, old family friend, was in Sydney too. And uh, I reached out to him. I was feeling, you know, a bit spur of the moment. Why not? Yeah. Holy Fa- Spirit things. Holy Spirit things. I uh, found out he's in Sydney, reached out to him like, yo, you want to meet up? And we did. Um, and we caught up from eight years of not seeing each other. After being like my best friend till I was 11. Yeah. Which was weird because, you know, it was so weird how well I knew him, but I also didn't know him. And it was so encouraging to just hear his story, like ups and downs, and then like 
truly like finding God and really like coming to terms with that and just see, seeing him out there absolutely thriving like um, was just the best encouragement so we would and he was going to the Hillsong like they have a college there where you um, he was just learning at the kind of university college and I went there every week with, with him which was crazy so it's kind of a bit of a wild ride of a story of my like church history but yeah. it ended up with you know that reconnecting with an old friend and um God truly does work in mysterious ways because I actually never thought I'd see him again, which was a bit mad, and it never, never had any closure at the time. We were there, and I probably didn't think that deep at the time. But like looking back, it was a very abrupt ending um, to that, and then to see him again, you know, two years ago was just really good. Yeah, and even from like a slightly, you know, unfortunate church experience, you've managed um, to reconnect, and God, you know, brought you guys back together and everything. So. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell us about your church story? Yeah, so mine is surprisingly quite similar. Um, but so my parents served um, in a church in Bristol as well. So it was, we were there for, you know, like 10 years, quite a long time, you know. Um, but one week we just stopped going. And I had no idea why um, I was, yes, I was probably what, 11, 12 at the time, similar age. Um, and yeah, we stopped going, I don't know why, um, until um, the first day of uni. So my parents told me just what happened and everything, they opened up, and they felt that I was old enough to understand. Um, and obviously to not go into details, there was, um, you know, some events happened and my parents quietly left the church. And yeah, but it was quite heartbreaking to hear what my parents went through at the time within church. So, you know, the phrase church hurt was quite relevant at the time and I just had no idea um, because they were going through a tough time uh, with the leadership at the church, um, but God pulled them through. And now my parents are part of a great church called the United Reformed Church, which is a denomination in the UK. And it's turned out um, amazingly, but the times that my parents went through were incredibly tough. And as Zach was saying, Christians sometimes fall short of living like Jesus, living Definitely. for Jesus and things like that. So it was a really tough time and tough to hear what my parents went through. But again, the whole point of Zach and I sharing these kind of stories, I think, is to show that the church doesn't get it right all the time. And I think as Christians, we have to accept that. And that's so important. Because if we don't, we just become ignorant and we hide the mistakes that the church has made in the past. Yeah, definitely. But by accept it, we don't mean... That's what we're going to settle for. We just need yeah, exactly. to acknowledge it and and do better. Frankly, like, we really, like... We truly do believe that, like, the church is amazing. Yeah. And it can do better. Um, and we're really, like... Yeah, we, we just want to see the church as, a like, the collective body of Christians. Um, exactly. Doing really well and living for Jesus living their vibey life to the max. Yeah, and right now, I think, I can say this for both of us, we are literally living in what we think, you know, as you were saying, it's not right for everyone, but right now, at Vineyard, we are living a life of what we think is a life um, that the early church might have lived, because between friends, there's something that we use, um, that we say a lot, called accountability, is just um, like Christian accountability to be more like Jesus, and in a loving way, maybe, you know, encouraging each other's in that. So in the Bible, it talks a lot about 
um, in 1 Peter, which is another book, it talks about um, encouraging each other and encouraging each other to love better and, you know, to be like Jesus more. So all of this kind of thing is the whole point about church community is that we grow more together and that we encourage each other to do that, not by judging people, not by pointing fingers, because obviously, you know, you guys obviously know that by doing that, nothing gets sorted. You know, the classic Christian phrase, turn the other cheek, it's, it's used a lot, yeah, but it's just so true. I think you'll never win by, you know, either trying to be, you know, get revenge or just being salty or anything like that, but just loving well which I've not done in the past, you know what I mean? I'm not sitting here... We all fall short of it sometimes. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a journey, not a destination. Cliché. Word. That's <laughs> such a word. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like, I think, just to wrap things up, I think, um, a really cool thing that we both believe is, it says in Romans, um, it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I think that's just so important because it's just the idea that when we were still falling short and when we were still turned away from God, God already was loving us. He already loved us. He's already sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. So I think when we know that truth deep, deep down, the way we treat other people is transformed. That's a word. That is a word. I'm not going to lie, that was a bit sauce. But that's what we believe church to be. So any kind of church hurt, I think, that people have been through, all I would say is don't be afraid to talk about it. And if you do feel comfortable messaging us, absolutely do so. But I just think it's so important to, as Zach was saying, acknowledge this so we can move on as a church community in just, yeah, sharing the love that Jesus showed us, which I think is so important. Yeah. And just to sum everything up, like we've shared some of our experiences of where uh, it's not quite gone perfect. Uh, just to kind of open up and show it's not, it's not all perfect, but what we're looking like, what we're aiming for is like how to love people well, accept everyone, like no matter who you are, where you stand, where what your identity is in, come as you are, yeah. um, being down to earth, like being a proper family uh, through highs and lows, loving people well, um, and trying to trying to live like Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. That was that was quite deep, wasn't it? It was but... a bit deep. Thank you all for listening. And we hope you have a wholesome and vibing.